Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. Welcome to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study Podcast. We're glad you could join us and be a part of our family. Before we get into the word, Layla, can you please open us up in prayer? Sure. Lord, I just thank you for your wonderful goodness and for this opportunity to get together with friends and family to discuss your word, Lord, to discover what it means to be your child, Lord, and have you as a father, Lord, and just the different things about you, God. And I ask that you'll send your Holy Spirit to minister to each and every one of us, Lord, and to show us the things that you have in store for us, God, and give us that understanding and that quickening of the word before our eyes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen. All right, well, let's get to the word, shall we? We are continuing our study with Second Peter. We're in chapter 3. And can I get a volunteer to read from verse 10 through the end of the chapter? I will. All right, well, Charles. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent, fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? For... Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, making, looking forward to those things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider Consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be aware, lest you also fall in with your own, you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we begin to discuss this, I want to open it up to you guys first. All right, to share what the Holy Spirit has given you. Or is ministering to you and speaking to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right? Yes. So who would like to begin? Mm, does someone else want to go? I have to look for something. How about you go, sir? You can go. The Lord is directing to my attention, verse 10, where it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with the great noise in it. Elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. And also, the first verses 14 through the end of the chapter. 
the Lord is showing me that with that, when the Lord comes, when the Lord comes, he's not going to go, well, you're my favorite, so I'm going to give you extra time to get yourself right, but you have to be ready on the spot and not going, well, the Lord's not coming now. Why don't I just relax right now? Mm-hmm. Just like with Moses, that the people, they had to be ready on standby by the door with everything ready. Mm-hmm. And that, if they didn't, they're probably left behind. Amen. You, they, they ran the risk of it at the very least, right? And that put yes. them in disobedience. Um, so, um, previously we referenced the Matthew 25, the, the parable of the ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish, and that it was so important for them to be ready because they didn't know the hour and the time that the bridegroom was going to come back, which is a parable of Jesus coming back, right? You understand that? But also, when Moses went up on the mountain to talk to the Lord when he was getting the tablets the first time, what happened with the people? He started making gold calves down in the camp. It, then when he came down, he destroyed the tablets. They said, oh, Moses is gone. We don't know what's happened to him. He's taken too long. So, Aaron, make us a God to lead us back, <laughs> to lead us to Egypt or wherever else they wanted to go, and then it'll be God over us, And right? You guys remember that? Can you find that for me? Let's look at that, Let's look at that um, example there. It, I found it. You have found Exodus it? 32. Okay. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall be f- go before us, for as for, for as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to the bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hands and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a gold molded calf. And then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation saying, Tomorrow is the feast of the Lord, feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Hmm. Do you want me to stop here? Uh, No, you can go ahead and read verse 7 and 8. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down, for for your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it. And said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Okay, so looking back at Second Peter chapter 3, when he tells them to... Um, Be mindful of what manner of people they should be 
and holy conduct and godliness, but also in verse 14, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. You can see the the same thing happen there. Be be mindful, be watchful. Don't put off restraint and go, okay, God is, he's doing what he said he would do and being long suffering. So let's forget who he is and what our goal is and our, our trajectory and our purpose and cast off that restraint and begin to indulge in things like the world, but to continue and be steadfast and hold firm to our, first of all, our confession of faith that Jesus is our Lord, not some other image or person or thing or object, but Jesus is our Lord and Savior and hold fast to that and to continue to pursue Christ and be found by him when he does appear like the wise virgins to be found by him as those who remember who he is. And we live our life like Jesus died for us, like he's so valuable that his death is not without meaning. Yes, he is risen again, but the lashes that he took on his back have purpose and are highly regarded and esteemed in our eyes. That makes sense? Yes. Just yeah, uh, a message that we find given in a, I'll say a pattern repeatedly um, over and over. Uh, here we have Peter, who's, of course, like we, we pointed out yesterday, encourages the people and then also reminds them of the day of the Lord and about, I'll say, Christian conduct and Again, there's that reminder, that admonition. Paul does the same thing, I mean, throughout all of his letters, but especially in 1 Thessalonians 5, right? He begins the chapter talking about the day of the Lord and how we know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Like, that's a common thing that comes up. And then he continues with, as we were pointing out yesterday, the difference between wicked conduct and conduct of a disciple of Christ, a believer, a Christian, mm-hmm. and and then of course, in, in Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five, Paul also says he goes into more detail on how we're supposed to conduct ourselves and our lives as pleasing to the Lord. Right? Jesus said the same thing in Matthew, and it, it follows a a very similar pattern in Matthew twenty four, in verse thirty six, he. Jesus begins by saying, talking about the coming of the of the Lord, the day of the Lord, right? But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And then in verse 42, as Matthew 24, 42, watch therefore, as you do not know what hour the Lord is coming, but know this. That if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And then goes into, from verses 45 through the end of the chapter, conduct. And the difference between a faithful servant and an evil or wicked one. And you see this the same pattern given throughout so I'll say it in this way. We are repeatedly reminded or warned or admonished to examine ourselves and what is our, our conduct and not just the words we say, but also how we are acting in the moment. Is it following the pattern example set forth in Christ? Is it 
glorifying our Lord and Savior, that he would be pleased with us? Or is it showing uh, our opposition to him, our resistance, our rebellion against him? And it's in every area of our life, right? Because also in Thessalonians, Paul, the apostle, also tells us we are to be without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Our spirit, soul, and body, pure, blameless. Right? The Lord says the same thing. Be holy, for I am holy. But of course, our own righteousness is but filthy rags, so our righteousness can only be that of him. So, I just want to bring that up because uh, it's important. Yes, the day of the Lord is, is absolutely important, but it's also that we are ready, like you, honey, brought up repeatedly. Uh, well, not repeatedly, <laughs> but you brought up multiple times here and in the past couple of days about the virgins. They were, they were instructed to be ready, have everything you need. Now, that only comes from the Lord, but also it's a, a, a planning and a purpose to be ready for him. Right? He, he's everything we need. But are we putting all our faith, our hope, and our trust in Him, doing everything that He has instructed us on our part to do? John, I just want you to uh, maybe speak to the listeners for just a minute. Maybe um, we don't need to get into practical ways of doing that, and that um, us understanding that we're all unique, but um, being ready, staying ready, um, not getting um, distracted while we wait, all of those things. Um, are important, and um, the longer we're walking with the Lord, the more some of those things that we're doing, um, we've forgotten that we purposely did them. They're now uh, just part of who we are. They're part of our um, almost subconscious behavior because we've taken action to make those happen. But it would be easy to dismiss and say, "Well, I can't do that. I'm not like that. I can't do this," or "I'm, you know, I don't, I don't have." five hours to spend in the Bible every day to, to do that. So um, you know, there's practical ways to do that. So remind listeners how to contact the ministry. And if somebody has some specific questions on that or some specific resources they need, so they can be encouraged in that. How, how would they find out about those? Sure. Well, uh, I'll say this first. Um, Cause as you were talking, uh, I was reminded of a old song um, by Keith Green uh, it's called "Oh Lord, You're Beautiful," right? And in the song, I don't know if, if you've heard it. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, so yeah. much of the the chorus, anyways, is played at funerals, unfortunately. Um, but the song is is really interesting because in the beginning, he describes how we came to write that song, and how you know his his thought, his intention was to just have a as he describes it, um, baby skin, soft heart. And, um, you know, it was just smooth and it was just as soft as, as you know, a, a newborn baby. And, um, you know, he also acknowledges, he's like, hey, you know, um, he's concerned. He's, he feels that his heart has grown calloused. And it's not because of the things he's doing, but it's the things that he was not doing that he said. He'd been in the faith a while, you know, by his own admission. And, and he w- there was a concern that he had. And um, so, uh, you know, as you were talking, I was reminded of that. And as I, I was also reminded of the churches in Revelation, right? And what is said constantly? Yes, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
But there are examples where he says, go back and do the things you first did. And anyone that has come into the faith, you know, when you first came in, if you really reflect on that, that was, and I say that, being in the faith and learning more and growing was the goal and the focus. Like that was essentially all you wanted to do. But that comes, that desire, not just because it's new, but the desire is because you understand, maybe not fully, but you know. It's not just a, it is a feeling, but it's deeper than that. You know that you know in your spirit that you have been set free from all the bondage, that the Lord is your Lord and Savior. He's redeemed you. He's delivered you. And you're not under the, the curse anymore. So as a result, the desire is to learn and know God really fully relationship-wise. And yes, that comes from spending time in the Word. It does. But through also just walking with the Lord every day, right? Um, Dean, if you and I are, if we're hanging out throughout the day, we're going to be talking the entirety of the day. Did you see that? What was your thoughts on that? You know what I mean? And, and, and we're going to be, there's an exchange there. Well, the Lord says he never leaves us or forsakes us. So why wouldn't we approach life the same way? That's constantly being in, in prayer and in communion, right? We're just, prayer is communicating with our Lord and Savior. So it's, it's not hard to pray throughout the entirety of the day when we're constantly just asking the Lord for his thoughts and his ways about everything that we come into contact with and, and about, right? Everything that we observe. Lord, teach me about that. What do you think about that? What are your thoughts? What are your ways, right? Um, what do I say? What do I do in interacting, right? That, that's all part of learning and growing. Yes, time in the Word, but then also even before you get into the Word, asking the Lord to reveal himself to you in the Word, to teach you. Because while the, the Bible, his Word, is a book, it is a book unlike any other book, it is his Word. So, we cannot or should not approach it like any other book, but we should always ask the Lord to reveal himself to us in his word. He teaching us. And yes, there are tools and resources out there that are beneficial, that will help you learn and grow. And, and of course, there's this ministry. You can always reach out to us, contact us at adayofprayeryahoo.com with any questions or, or prayer requests or anything that you have, and we will respond. And, you know, if you're willing, we'll absolutely, we'll share and we'll discuss the word with you. Um, well, I, I just know for myself personally, you know, there were times in my life where I woke up and I purposed to walk in step with the Lord today. But yet when I laid my head on my pillow, I realized that that was the last time I thought about it, you know, the entire day. And of course, I would beat myself up about that or I would become entangled by sin that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had purposed to, to not be entangled by. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. Uh, I said a few lessons back. I mean, this is a this is a real family in a real living room, just sitting here, uh, sharing and encouraging each, each other in the Lord. And uh, you know, John and Kamisha, you know, people don't know, but you know, I will testify that your your heart is to help others grow and mature in Christ. And so, um, don't listen to the lies that you may be telling yourself that that you can't grow and mature, that you're struggling with that. But just reach out to this ministry, um, so you can find the resources and um, allow God to work through you and. Uh, and see yourself mature and believe that you can and, and let this ministry be a resource for you to do that. Absolutely. Uh, 
The Lord's patient, right? Like a father or mother, right? He teaches us. He, through his Holy Spirit, guides us in all truth, wisdom, knowledge, right? If Like a parent to a child. We don't expect the child to get it all exactly right, right away, right? There are basic things that have been taught and, and um, I'll say, enforced and reinforced over time, right? That some of the basic things that, that a child should get or understand, which then allows more things, more lessons, more details to be given as they grow, right? But yeah, our, our Lord has patience with us. It's not a once and done or written off thing, right? He's a, very, he's a loving, merciful, forgiving, compassionate God. That's his own description of himself. So, yeah, when we struggle or we fail something, you know, let, let's pick ourselves up. And, and those are the times where, even more importantly, we run to the Lord or we should run to the Lord and, and allow him to, to help dust us off, pick us up, rebuild us into his image, because that's, that's the goal, right? Uh, that's what Paul describes in Romans, that we be conformed to the image of Christ. He's our pattern and example. And yeah, we can all, I'll say eventually one day we are going to get there, but there's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, there's got to be a, a willingness and a, a commitment, a consistency to press on towards those things. Um, and the Lord's patient. He, he will allow us to to go through and, you know, he'll, he'll teach us in, along the way. So, mm-hmm. you know, Dean, as you were talking, I was reminded of the, the man in Mark chapter nine who brought his son first to the disciples to have the demon cast out and they were not able to do so. And then he brought him to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when he was speaking with Jesus, um, Jesus was responding and he asked him a question in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So he could believe in his heart, but his head was getting in the way. His head kept rem- remembering all the times he saw his son thrown into the fire and thrown or the, you know, go be torn by this demon. He kept remembering all the hard circumstances that he had seen. But God was able to overcome that because of the belief that he had in his heart. Uh-huh. And just like um, what you were saying, Dean, all of us fall short of the glory of God. Not one of us is perfected and without equal amount of need for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all need the risen Savior from just as much as the next guy, even the one who seems like they are the epitome of hell itself. Our sins are no more wider than theirs, except brought under the blood of Jesus Christ. So we need God equally. And in this, God made provisions. He understands the limitations of the flesh. He understands the soul, how it's been impacted by its by the environment that it's grown up in, the time that it's been there, unsaved. He understands all those things, and he still made provision. So as you're looking at yourself, understand that you have an advocate with the Father, a God who has done everything to receive you and welcome you in, in spite of your flaws, and who is not looking for an opportunity or a reason to turn you away. He's doing everything he can to tell you yes. And he has proven that, and he will continue to do that and pursue you with his love. So believe that he loves you and know that he wants you. 
and he is not looking to find fault with you. That's why he put all of that on Jesus. All the fault finding happened towards him. Now he's just saying, come on in, son or daughter. I'm waiting for you. I'm looking for you. I've been here. I'm still here and I will be here. And then as you come in, know that if you have faith in your heart, but your head's getting in the way, God is greater than your conscience. He can overcome that and he can cause you to stand. So just come to him as simply as this, this young man or this father did in Mark chapter nine. As simply as that, I believe you, God. Help me where I'm struggling. And that's all God needs. And that's the, that's the start of it right there. Come to him. Trust him. And know that he will meet you and answer you exactly where you are. And his blood, his sacrifice, his long-suffering and patience, and his kindness towards you is enough to cause you to overcome any struggling place, any strategy that the enemy has devised against you, any place where you have fallen. God is greater. So... Um, I just wanted you to be encouraged with that. I mean, I could go on and on about this, but I will <laughs> digress for the moment so we can continue on in this Bible study. But just know God loves you, and he finds no fault with you. He's not looking to condemn you, but to receive you and welcome you in and, and clean you off and set you on your feet on solid ground, which is him, so that you can move forward and walk forward in your life and hold your head up, you know, and, and confidence and mm-hmm. grace. Amen. Who else wants to, has something they want to share? I'll go. All right, Layla, go for it. Um, mommy, when you were talking about faith just now, and you mentioned the man in Mark 9 where he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that um, God can work with you if you have the faith in your heart. He's not looking for your head to say yes. He wants you as your inner man to say yes. And it just reminded me of the devotion we were doing by um, Kenneth Hagin. And he mentioned John Wesley, how he said the devil tries to take faith and put something in there called mental ascent. It sounds similar. It's your head saying this. Yes, not your heart. It's not the same thing. And to the point of what you're saying, Mommy, that God needs your heart so that's what he's looking for not your head i've had multiple instances where i've asked god for something and he's told me the answer and i said yes with my head i gave him that mental assent which isn't really giving him permission to work in your life at all that's just saying yeah yeah lord i know you true and you can do this versus god i know you will do this you are doing this for me that that was the difference between me getting what I asked him for. Um, background history. Um, I struggled with geometry because I didn't really like it. And I didn't understand what the terms were. And I kept trying to figure out how they came to said conclusion. And my mother said, it doesn't matter about the who and the how and the why. Just understand the process. And so I was like, Lord, I need your help with geometry because I, I don't want to fail my class. I, I want to get my A's. I want to rock this out so I can do what it is that you've called me to do. And he said, sure, I'll help you. But what I told him was yes with my head instead of yes with my heart. I didn't truly believe that he would help me with geometry. So my grades continued to fail. Every test that I took and I said yes with my head it was a 60 or lower. Six out of ten questions or more were missed. And I was like, Lord, you told me that you were going to help me. He said, well, you said yes with your head. You didn't give me your heart. And so I was like, oh, 
little smack upside the head. And so I changed and I actually started applying myself. I said, okay, Lord, I'm telling you yes with my heart this time. And all the other tests that I took, it was 100 after 100. And the unit test was close to 100. I missed some questions, but I still got what I was looking for. And my grades were brought up. And I understood geometry, not just passing the test, but now I knew what they were teaching me. And so it, it's very, very important that you you keep that right that you're telling him yes with your heart, with your inner man, not with your head. Your little thinker is wrong all the time. <laughs> and he can't he can't work work with that. He needs you to say yes to him, your actual inner man to tell him yes and give him that permission and he will go beyond what you asked him to do. Mm-hmm. I asked him to help me pass the test. He's helping me pass the whole class. Well, amen. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. And so you're right. It's not head knowledge or head faith. And so in one instance in Mark 9, the man had faith in his heart, but his head was giving him trouble. In your case, your head was going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 okay, God, ding, you know, but your heart wasn't committed. You're saying no. Your heart hadn't made that confession or hadn't believed God yet. So there, there are two side, two different pathways that people could be on, but God is still the Lord of all, correct? Yes, yes. that's correct. And so for you, when your heart was out of alignment, it was because you hadn't yielded to him and you hadn't agreed with him on some things just yet. I would, I would venture to say humility and, and putting that pride down of saying, it's not me that's wrong, it's them. They should do it my way and because this is what I want and I don't, I'm unwilling to do this, that, or the other. But when you got to the point of going, okay, God, whatever you say to me, that's what I'll do and I'll obey, then the door was opened. Is that right? Yes, that's very correct. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know your particular testimony on that just now, just knowing by, by the Holy Spirit what the problem was, the difficulties. But Okay. So, amen, glory to God. Set your heart to believe God. Mm-hmm. And when, he, when you have a problem and he poses, he presents the answer to you, don't disregard him. Don't shake your head and go, uh-uh, but I ain't doing that. You were good until you said this, Lord, but the moment you crossed over there, that's all I can do. That, that's it for me. But then, and, if, and, I mean, you have the right to do that, but don't expect to have the door opened, Right. Don't expect yes. to see the provision and the answer of God because you refused it, which is all right. As human beings, we have the right to refuse God. I don't recommend it. I strongly caution against that. <laughs> but if you want the outcome, you do have to yield to, to him. his process. Right. Uh-huh. I love that. Yield to his process, his plan, his will, and his method and his timing because his ways are higher than our ways. Right. And something else that he told me was faith didn't work by emotions. <gasps> I was trying to use my emotions of irritation, mm-hmm. anger, because I, I take a class with my brother in geometry and he would do well, but then I wouldn't and I feel bad and upset about it. And so trying to use my faith because I was angry and I wanted to be better than him competing against him instead of going well i need to pass this class for me it's not about going bubby or 
I'm sorry for calling you <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> but Charles, I'm so much smarter than you. Look at what I can do. But it's Layla needs to pass this class because Layla has somewhere to go. God told Layla to come over here. Mm-hmm. Layla's competing with herself Correct. and running her own race. Yes. Right? That's yes. That's also what scripture says. Run the race set before you. Mm-hmm. Can't run my race. I can't run yours. You run your own race. And run in such a way that you win. Just a quick little thought. And when we talk about run the race, it's not the rat race. Because we're not rats and we're not signed up for that race. So if you feel like you're in the rat race, resign yourself from that race and get back into God's plan. Amen. 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 That is a common theme in this household. Run the race that God set before you. You be who God asked you to be and do what he asked you to do. I will never be a better Layla than Layla is, or a better LaCharles than LaCharles is. And you'll never be a better Kamisha, or mommy in your case, than I am. And I don't even want to try. (laughs) I had a pastor that, um, you could start a verse anywhere in the Bible, and he could pick up with it, and he could carry it from that point all the way back around through the whole Bible. He had memorized the entire Bible. Wow. And I just kept feeling this pressure to memorize verse, and I'm just not good at doing that. And... One day I was before the Lord with that, and he said, I didn't call you to be Pastor Keith. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Amen to that. Uh Amen. Amen. And even when it comes to something like that, you'll be surprised. God asked for the tablet, the word to be written on the tablet of your heart so that it's interwoven and and incorporated in everything that you say and do and see and think and that you are so you'll find often that the scripture comes out of you it may not be um you know line 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 you know verbatim but it's still the the scripture it's still the word of god coming out of the inside of you and being implemented in your daily life it's in your conversation it's in your thought process it's in and you may not know it was romans 10 chapter 10 or you know whatever verse but it's the written word of god and that's that's what he's asking for is our heart to be that tablet yes and the 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 point i was trying to bring up though was that um i picked up something that god never asked me to Mm -hmm. and i wasn't listening to him and i didn't take it before him (laughs) and i just made a presumption and then let that presumption become a burden and it became oppressive and it was taking my joy and a lot of other things i'm I'm exaggerating but that those things were going on Mm -hmm. you know because i just wasn't paying attention in the moment and and seeing something in others that i felt like i should have in myself instead of reminding that i'm uniquely created by the lord for his purposes that he's designed for me and the Mm -hmm. best way to understand those is to keep myself before him that's it and just like you were saying just trusting in him and the leading of his holy spirit because it's the holy spirit that also brings to our remembrance right Mm -hmm. so if it's written if the word is written on the tablet of your heart which is how the lord says it should be then and it is Mm -hmm. then the holy spirit can bring that to your remembrance when you need it right not to worry about what we're going to say or what we're going to speak because the holy spirit in that very moment in that hour will share with us what to say So, so, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, Tana. No, and I, I, I perfectly understand you, Dean. Like, yep. he wants you to be Dean, <laughs> and he's satisfied with you being Dean. And I'd make a really bad Kamisha. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? So, Dean will be just fine. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are all uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made before him. Mm-hmm. So, amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, 
and just to, to build off what we were saying about the reliance on the Holy Spirit, right? Because in this, in, in Second Peter, from verse 14 to the end of the chapter, it is really what, and we've just been discussing this over the past couple of days now, a few days, is the reliance on the Holy Spirit to bring about, yes, our, to our, our remembrance, but also to help discern, right? Uh, especially verses 15 and 16. Peter kind of reiterates, uh, goes back to, if you will, what he was saying and to beware of false teachers and prophets. And, and he, he says it in this way, or he first commends the Apostle Paul, right? But he also says that some of the things that, that Paul says are hard, to, are difficult to understand, right? But he says that others, untaught and unstable people, have twisted or twist to their own destruction as they do with the rest of the scriptures. But then admonishes them, you already know this. You already know that this is happening, right? So beware, lest you fall from your own steadfastness and are led away, right? Yes. It is important to have that trust, that reliance, that complete and utter dependence on the Lord through his Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. on the Holy Spirit. It is important. Uh, and, and I love how Peter kind of ends with this because... Yes, he, you know, especially in the end, right? To him be the glory now and forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. And how else do we do that except by the Holy Spirit who takes from the Father and discloses it to us, mm-hmm. who teaches us all things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. People are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to do what they're going to do. Our trust, our dependence, our reliance has to be in the Lord fully, completely, and he will also help us to discern truth from lie, from a lie, or from deception. God's word is truth. What he says is true. Amen. I really, I really like that, Eddie. And I, as I was reading that, that same section you were talking about, I could also see Peter's love for Paul coming Absolutely. through here and the honor that he gave him and the respect that he paid to him to liken the writings of Paul and recognizing, and I know it was by the Holy Spirit, that Mm -hmm. this is scripture, correlating what Paul was teaching as the other scriptures, the law and the prophets. We remember we opened up Peter um, talking about we have a more sure word, and we were there, and we handled, and we heard the voice from heaven, and we have Mm -hmm. a more sure word, a more affirming um, word than that, and coming back around here and going, okay, this is scripture, as well, this is scripture, just like the other things, um, was truly an honor for me just to watch believers working together here. Sometimes it can it can seem as though there's competition, or you know you know how the enemy tries to come and divide and um, tear. Because if you break fellowship, exactly. a house divided against itself cannot stand. And of course, it's all against the Messiah. It's towards God our Father, not the people. But just to see them come together here and, and walk in that, that love towards one another, or Paul, I mean, Peter towards Paul, was a blessing for me. And um, Well, because there's so much in there, right? Just in that one statement where he's acknowledging Paul and, and the word coming forth through Paul. Remember in Galatians, Paul, the apostle, 
accused Peter to his face, right? Because he stood condemned. All right, so in Not there. Accused, but corrected. Uh, corrected, yes. Corrected. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Um, but he addressed an issue. And in that, there was, there's always the possibility someone will harden their heart mm-hmm. and allow offense to, to come into play and create separation and all those other things. But you see, even here in this moment, that's not what happened. That forgiveness happened. And and there was a, a reconciliation of Peter back to the Lord and, and true teaching and doctrine, if you will, right? And and you see all that played out here. And then also the acknowledgement of, uh, if you will, Paul standing as an apostle in the faith. And and also, hey, the the I'll say the the warning, the the um, yes, the acknowledgement to pay attention to what Paul is saying. It is scripture. It is it is the word of God, right? It, there's a lot of depth to it, right? That's what he's acknowledging. Hey, it it may be difficult to understand, but to truly understand the word has to be done through the Holy Spirit in its entirety. Or it, if you try to do it out of the flesh, it will be twisted. Right? Exactly what happened in Jesus' time with the Pharisees, Sadducees, the scribes. But you see it throughout the entirety of, of the Word, Old Testament as well as New. There's nothing new under the sun. But these things are written so that we can be aware, that we can move forward in the full knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing as we, we get ready to close out for today, I want to encourage and admonish everyone. There are some people listening that do live in America, but there's other people that are watching that are, you know, are spread around the world. America at one time was a, has been a beacon of light. Amen. More missionaries preaching, preaching and spreading the gospel have come out of this country than probably any other. And just in bulk and scale and the majority, um, we have spent a lot of time as a country on whole serving the things and the purposes of God. And as you are living in America today and you're looking around and you're looking at the darkness that's going forth, I just want to admonish you and encourage you, don't be carried away with it. A lie is not the truth. And the truth is not a lie. You need to... Pardon the way I'm going to say this, but root yourself and ground yourself, not in the voices of the world, but in the voices, the voice of God, not voices, but the voice of God. And as you're listening, as you're listening to teaching, yes, thank you, honey. As you're listening to teaching and you're listening to um, the voice of the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, make that your standing place. Make that the ground that you stick to, that you adhere to. And as you're watching America from the outside, if the light appears to be, what was once the light appears to be dispersing darkness, do you then follow the darkness because at one time it was dispersing light? No. No. Let that resonate on the inside of you for a moment. I understand our media. I understand social media. I understand... um, Officials and leaders of every leaders. Kind. I understand what what's happening, and I understand what's being seen, but it does not change the fact of what God said. His word is truth. 
Amen. And everything that puts itself in opposition to that is in fact a lie. Okay? We are not to go along with things that are ungodly. Does that mean you hate the person doing those ungodly things? Absolutely not. You walk in love towards them. But know the truth in your heart and stand steadfast and immovable. And if you need to silence some of those voices that are coming to draw you away to entice you, we've already seen, if we, you know, looking back at chapters two and three, false teachers, that applies to leaders, that applies to people that have, are positioned in places of leadership that should be representing the things of God. Whether they profess blatantly to be a Christian or not, God didn't put any leader to be wicked. Now, he knows what they will choose, ultimately, and he doesn't withhold the choice from us to make, but he doesn't intend for them to do wickedly. But if they are doing wickedly, we have to recognize that difference and take our stance and know how we will um, carry ourselves in that moment and what we believe. God's word is truth. God's word is truth. I don't care how many times somebody tells you that it's not. Well, times have changed. No, they have not because God said he is to the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Amen. God's word has not changed, and he is no respecter of persons, so he doesn't have a separate law for me and a separate law for you. It's okay for this one to do this, or, but it's not okay for that one. No, no, he has one standard. Turn to the back of the book. Turn to Revelation and read what he says. That standard has not changed. Nor will it ever. He will not change that. He is doing new things. Yes, that means he has a creative way of manifesting what he has already established. Not that he's changing his laws and his rules and his standards. So we love you and we are so grateful to you for being a part of this ministry. And be confident in the Lord because he's a good God and he's already planned this whole thing out. And we're going forward on that trail and we're safe and secure. So we have lots to look forward to. So. Amen. Well, Lord, so we'll leave you with that for, for today and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Um, could I get someone to close us out in prayer, please? Lord, we just thank you for being a good God and for assuring us and keeping us as we go forth, God, that you protect us and you keep us in your hand, God, that no one can snatch us out of your hand. Lord, I ask that you Give our listeners the confidence to stand, God, that you make them able to stand and to endure what they see around them, God, but also to allow them to be a, a light and a demonstration of who you are, God. Let them be the light to the darkness, God. And I ask that you win the souls over that you already won over, God, that you change their heart, God, and that, you, that they awaken and understand who you are, God. And that they come into a relationship with you, God. Because you hope that none would perish. But that they would all find everlasting life in you, God. So we thank you, God, for those that are in positions of authority. And we ask that you give them the right mind, God. That you clothe them in their right mind. And let them deal righteously, God, according to your standards. And we ask that if they have wicked intentions that you turn it around and cause it to fail and remove those God that will not reflect you God 
Thank you for our listeners and our partners, God, and for this ministry. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. We are continually lifting you up in prayer. So if there are any questions or any prayer requests, please remember to reach out to us at Prayer at yahoo.com. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.